0: What is up, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Jack Feldman. I am here alongside my co host, Sammy Krimstein, on this just tremendous. Super wild card weekend. We still got Monday night games.
1: You've got this a game going on right Sunday now. night. As we so speak,
0: fantastic yeah. Saturday, fantastic Sunday. We were recording this during the Chief Steelers game. Sammy, how are you today, my friend?
1: I am doing well. I This weekend, I've been doing a lot of catching up on a lot of SAT prep stuff, which is obviously not fun, but uh, you know, I've also obviously been watching all these great games. We've had some fun stuff going on, and we're going to be getting all into that. But I actually, I have a question for you, Jack, because watching this weekend has gotten me thinking because we've we've seen all of the different carriers of the games, so like the broadcast carriers, so mm-hmm. like CBS, Fox, uh, NBC, and tomorrow it'll be ESPN, Monday night. So I was actually, I was curious, Jack, like, how would you rank them? So because those those are the main four, right? Yes. So we, I want, I want to hear what your ranking is of. Okay. Yeah.
0: Number one. Now I'm going to, so let's just assume that all these, all these networks have um, have their like
1: 18 broadcasters on the case. Okay. All right. So that would be, so that uh, would be Joe Buck and Naikman, uh, Nance and Romo, uh, Al Michaels and Collinsworth, and who are the ESPN guys? I so, that.
0: for CBS, it will be Jim Nance and Tony Romo. NFL for Fox, it'll be Buck and Aikman. NBC, it'll be either Michaels or Tariko. They're both tremendous.
1: I Tariko's great, oh. and
0: Collinsworth or Drew Brees. We saw Drew, Drew Brees. I'll Saturday. say Drew
1: Brees gave a great, he had a great, like, he was awesome. I loved. yeah,
0: I, I really enjoyed him. And then so much better ESPN, than Chris Collinsworth. For, for Monday Night Football, it's Steve Levy as the play-by-play guy and either Brian Greasy or Luis, Ridd- Louis Riddick, Luis Riddick as the colored guy. So oh, yeah. my number one is easily, easily NBC. There's nothing like that Sunday Night Football song. When you hear it go off for the first time and you know that it is time for Sunday Night Football, something just clicks in your brain And you are excited. So they're going to be in my number one ranking. Okay. Number two. Hmm, Now this is where it gets a little bit more difficult. Number two, I'm going to have to go CBS. Just because I, I know a lot of people don't, but I do enjoy Tony Romo. I enjoy him a lot as the color guy. So he will be, they will be my number two. And then number three, I'm going to go Fox with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Just the classic, classic pairing. And then number four, I have Monday Night Football with Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, and Louis Reddick. Let's be honest, we're all watching the main cast anyway.
1: Yeah, I I think um, I'm pretty close. Number one, I don't know. I I go back and forth between NBC and CBS, to be honest. I think NBC gets the edge – just because of the games that they get, like when you're watching a football game in NBC, like it's usually a good game. Like, I mean, cause it's Sunday night football, obviously it's going to be one of the better games, but like, I feel like, especially this year, the NBC games have been like consistently, like, like I, I think of that last one, the the Raiders chargers one, uh, the, the overtime where like, if they tied the, whatever, like that was, that's what I think of. When I think of Sunday night football, just like absolute mm-hmm. chaos, uh, so that's got to go. Number one, I I find uh, I actually find their broadcast team kind of underwhelmed. I mean, as as much as I love Al Michaels, he's I feel like his energy isn't quite what he used to be. I, I think that's a, good, that's a good
0: point. Yeah, Chris
1: Collinsworth is annoying. You know what I'm saying? I, I but uh, when they have Tarico and Breeze, that was a great duo. Like that was. If if it's those two guys, NBC's easy, but I think just because NBC's kind, you know, I love the graphics they have. It's just like a good vibe. Uh, Number two, I'd also go CBS. Um, I I don't know what else. I I love their graphics, very smooth and clean. Uh, yeah, Nance and Romo—they're my favorite broadcast crew right now. I mean, Nance is, you know, best in the biz. Romo is, you know. Some people don't love him, but uh, he is fun and he's always excited about the game. And f- sometimes, for an analyst, that's all you could ask for. So you got to appreciate that. And honestly, like number three and four could kind of be a toss-up between ESPN and Fox. Like Fox, there's so many things I hate about how they do the broadcast. It's like it's just like so cheesy. A lot of the things they do, I hate. Like. Buck and Aikman are, like, whatever. You know, like, they're fine. I enjoy but, Buck. I think he gets a lot of hate. I I, I think Buck does get a lot. I, Aikman have actually grown to hate more. Like just, I'd agree it, with that. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of Aikman. Buck is all right, but, like, nothing really special. He's the
0: voice of our childhood. Like, let's be he honest. Is. He, th- is. That, that he is. That is true. Nostalgia
1: wiles. Um, yeah, so I, I'll go ESPN just above. I mean, because th- they get some good games. You know, it's... Monday Night Football, I love the song. The song, the, the Monday Night Football song. Sunday Night Football is better. I disagree. Monday Night Football has the best song. Too. And I don't think I, it's
0: that that close.
1: I, I see it. I just, I do not agree with that take. But, uh, no, I thought that would be a fun way to open up the show. Uh, think about some of that stuff. Um, but besides the broadcast carriers – Mm-hmm. Let's actually talk about the games because that is why we are here. That is why you are here. Oh, really? I
0: thought we were here to talk about the broadcast teams.
1: Oh, wait. Was there a miscommunication somewhere? I'm not. Yeah, this
0: is the this is the the chatter from the press box. Yeah. Shatter from. The- <laughs> but before before we get to the games, I do have to address something. There is right. now. If you're watching this on YouTube, get get a little bit closer to to your screen.
1: Oh no! So it's one of these. Okay. If
0: you're listening to this. <laughs> on the podcast app maybe take like a 30 second walk without the phone for a second maybe you know you don't have to hear what i'm about to say so if you're watching this on youtube i i guarantee you your first thought this episode was wow jack has an absolutely enormous pimple on his chin oh. and yes yes unfortunately the rumors are true. I it's not alleged anymore. I have a ginormous pimple on my chin. You know, I'm, I'm on it's the ADL. I'm doing everything I can. I'm putting hot compresses on it. I'm putting the, the cream on it. I don't get pimples very often. I have beautiful skin. I get pimples maybe once a month, once every other month. So this is, I don't really know how to handle it yet. He's I'm, not an I'm injury. kind of like a quarterback.
1: He's that, not an injury pro that wins not throughout at their
0: entire high school and college career. He's the number one pick in the draft, goes to a bad team, doesn't know how to lose. That's kind of me. I don't really know how to handle pimples. So I just thought I'd make this announcement. And now we can continue with your regular, regularly scheduled program.
1: Let's do that. <laughs> let's do that. Um, okay. Let's see. We gotta start off. Let's go chronological. We are a cron pod, chronological. Mm-hmm. Uh so let let's do it. Raiders Bengals. That was the first game here in the Super Wild Card Weekend, and honestly, I I mean that was probably the best game if we're talking about the entire the entirety of the game. It was close basically the whole time. Um, I think that was the best game this weekend, and it was great. The Bengals came out on top. The Bengals win their first playoff game in, like, 31 years. Cincinnati was hyped. It was a great environment. I feel like we're all kind of rooting for Cincinnati, am I right? I, mean, I am. I'm rooting I for I also games. am. Yeah, but uh, it was a fun one. Jack, what were some of your big takeaways about the Bengals and just kind of seeing them on this kind of stage for the first time?
0: I really enjoyed watching the Bengals live here. And I have a couple of main takeaways from this game. My first main takeaway is two words, Sammy, Joe Burrow. He was absolutely electric in in this one. And I want to read you something that I came across in an article a couple of days ago, because this really is just an absolutely mind boggling stat. So Joe Burrow in college had four, let's call them high pressure games. He had two SEC title games against Alabama and Georgia. He had the college football playoff semifinal against Oklahoma, and then he had, obviously, the championship against Clemson. Then this year, he didn't really have any games that were that high pressure in year one. In year two, he had the Ravens in week 16 and the Chiefs in week 17. They needed both of those games to get into the playoffs. In those games, Burrow is a combined 6-0 with 2,669 passing yards, that averages out to about 444 a game, 27 touchdowns, and zero interceptions. The zero interceptions is easily, Unbelievable. easily the most oppressive stat out of the bunch. In the playoff game against the Raiders, he only had 244 yards, but he had two touchdowns and also no interceptions. Well, and yeah. My other big takeaway from this game was the crowd noise. Cincinnati stadium was rocking and it made a big impact on this game. The Raiders yeah. had, I mean, four to five that I can remember off the top of my head false starts on the offensive line. The communication was just not there for Vegas. They had to go to the silent count and it just they were they were in shambles and you have to give a lot of credit to Cincinnati. This is a city that has been waiting literally decades for their, their their the next playoff win, and here comes Joe Burrow, and he gives it to them. And Cincinnati had Joe Burrow's back in this game.
1: Well, yeah, and, and you know, for Cincinnati, this is a sp- just a sports town, not just a football town. I mean, this is a sports town that loves its teams. Has, and historically, I mean, the Bengals and Reds haven't been well. Historically, the Bengals have been awful, but the Reds they had some some success, but not for a long time. So this has been a city that it's been a long time coming and Jack, I want to bring the conversation back to Joe burrow because you were reading off the high pressure statistics. And this is a guy that can clearly perform when it matters. And if you were to, if there's one picture to sum up Joe burrow, and if you're on YouTube, you'll see it. It's on my phone. I don't know if you could sell it. That's that the one, most Jack.
0: iconic picture of all time. Like
1: it, it is but like that is the picture that defines this man because what after the national championship he is just cool calm and collected smoking a cigar and the, i don't know if he smoked a cigar after today's game maybe only after championships no no of course not. he did it when
0: they won the division you cannot you can't do that after you, they got more work to do sammy come on they have
1: more work to do but that is that's his mentality it's not a burden for him to be playing in the playoffs he wants to be there, but he's not making this this extra thing. He's just going out there and doing what he does all of the time. And you were talking about his stat line from today, how it wasn't super impressive. And yeah, if you just read off those numbers, it's not going to blow your mind. But you, you watch the game, and it does blow your mind. So many incredible throws, uh, double coverages, and he's just putting it in the right spot uh just perfect touch on his deep throws knowing when not to throw the ball deep because with an arm like he has it could be very easy for him to just slingshot keep going keep going but no he knows when to check it down he makes the good throws when he needs to he had that amazing touchdown that actually should have been called back because there's like an errant whistle or something but where he uh, one foot uh, right near the sideline just made a perfect the body awareness. The, zone, there. the body awareness, the, the athleticism. Uh, he he's the next big thing. Uh, he has the mentality for it. he has the talent for it. and there are a lot of quarterbacks I think that are more talented than him. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, more talented. but none of those guys have the winning attitude that he has and the experience that he has already at this young age. Of winning in big moments. So, and, that's,
0: and that's what it really comes down to, Sammy. Mm-hmm. You said that's him. the winning mentality. If you had to describe Joe Burrow in a single word, it would just be winner. And winner. I have a feeling that we look back on Joe Burrow's career 10, 15, 20 years from now, and Joe Montana won't be the only player with the nickname Joe Cool. But I, let's go to is, a game yes. that was certainly cool. It was, in fact frigid that is the Patriots (laughs) Bills game Patriots lost to the Bills 17 to 47 and the Buffalo Bills just utter sheer dominance I mean from the first play of the game to the last they didn't let up they were relentless Josh Allen was unbelievable he had 308 yards five touchdowns no interceptions but
1: I think he had a perfect passer rating
0: well yeah Perfect pass rating, you know what else they did perfect, Sammy? The Buffalo Bills just had the NFL's first ever perfect offensive game. I A perfect that, offensive yeah. game is defined by no punts. They didn't punt the entire game. That's that's wild. That's wild. Like, can you imagine the Giants or the Bears doing this? Like, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> actually incredible. No punts. It's unimaginable. No interceptions. No fumbles lost. No field goals not even a field goal, just all touchdowns on every single drive until the knee downs. And they did it against the top five defense in football.
1: Yeah, and I was talking, we were talking last week, and we were both in agreement about how good the Bills are and how much of a threat they are in these playoffs. And did they just prove us right or what? That was not a gimme game. You know, like you could argue the Bucks played a gimme game against the Eagles, you argue right now the Chiefs are playing a gimme game against the Steelers, which is more competitive than we thought it was going to be.
0: Yeah, it's a competitive – I mean, yeah, this, surprisingly- as, as we're watching this, the Chiefs are ahead 14-7. to 7.
1: Not what we thought was going to happen. but Not this, what we thought was going to happen. The Patriots were not a gimme team. They were in first place in the AFC East almost all year. You know what they say, never bet against Belichick. He's still there. A top defense in football. And the Bills threw all of that in the garbage can – and set the garbage can on fire. Bill's mafia moment. (laughs) But seriously, Josh Allen is definitely one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league, might be number one. You can make an argument for it at least. Uh, Not only does he have the best arm in the league, but he is fast. He had 66 yards. He had a huge play in the first quarter that kind of set up that first touchdown where it was like 30-some yards on the ground. He's bla- He has blazing speed, great chemistry with all of his weapons. Dawson Knox had a great game, I think two touchdowns. He's a very important weapon for them to have in that tight end position. And they offensively, they just embarrassed a very good New England defense. And then defensively, they showed up. The Bills' secondary played a great game. They made it tough on Mac Jones. And I'll talk about a little more Mac Jones in a second, but – they made some miraculous plays. The, yeah, I mean, just really good job by this Bills defense. But circling back around to Mac Jones, you know, he didn't play too bad. Like, it wasn't a great performance, but considering the weather, considering he's playing away, he didn't play too bad of a game. The problem was he was the only thing that that offense had to any extent. They had no rush. They don't really have too many weapons. And that's the issue with this Patriots team unlike the bills they are one dimensional offensively and they can't really even do too much with that mac jones just wasn't that great and uh but he wasn't horrible you you see you feel you feel me jack you see what i'm saying
0: i feel you i feel you yes i feel you and are you ready to go on to the next game or do you want to talk a little bit more about Mac? i am
1: I am ready. I am ready to go on to the, uh, the Eagles and Bucks, Jack. Yeah, well, we don't we have, have to
0: spend too much time too out. much time on this game. This was just the Eagles didn't belong in this game. They had they had a good season. You got to give credit to Nick Sirianni, their head coach, but mm-hmm. they weren't ready for this game. The Bucks had a game plan for the Eagles' rushing attack. They they stopped them dead in their tracks. And Sammy, I pose this question to you: Is this what we're going to get? with the expanded playoffs every year? Are we going to get a team that, sure, they have a nice season, but they don't really deserve to be in the playoffs, and they get in and they just get stomped on the first game?
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like if you're going to do the expanded playoff, which is fine, like, I'm not opposed to that. I think you have to do it more similarly to how MLB does it. Not that they have an extended playoffs, but the poorer teams – if you, if you say, are playing each other. Like like MLB, they have the, you know, the two wildcard teams play mm-hmm. each other to play the division winners. And I don't know exactly how the math would work out on all that, but that is definitely more of the way to go because when you put up the Eagles, who barely deserve to be in the playoffs, they're barely above 500. I mean, really, the fact that they're above 500 is only because they're in a horrible division and had a few free wins against the Giants and football team. And you put him against Tom Brady and the Bucks, the two-seed, I mean, I, I just – I don't know. It just doesn't really sit well with me, and I eventually they're going to have to change it, but not soon. So I feel like we are kind of stuck with this, and every now and then you're going to run into a conference that has a lot of really solid talent, and the seven-seed is a legit Super Bowl contender, but – This year, no. I mean, think of the two seven seeds. Uh, Unfortunately, the two Pennsylvania teams, which is just kind of funny, uh, the Steelers and the Eagles. I mean, those are two teams that, like, were going into that game, and the expectation was for them to get blown out. The Steelers are sticking in there, but the Eagles did get blown out. So, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it. I don't know if it's going to change soon, but – yeah, the Eagles, they just got slaughtered uh, by the Buccaneers. But what do you Top want Brady them to do? Buccaneers. It's
0: not like in baseball where, I mean, you can't take the worst team and put them against the one seed because there's it's a wild card game. It's only one game. It's not a series. In football, every game is just a wild card. One game, winner goes home, loser goes home. If the winner went home, that'd be pretty pathetic. Loser goes home, winner moves on, single game. And if you take... the the number two seed and you don't play them against the worst team or the Mm. second worst team in your scenario, then they're going to end up, you know, is it that much of an advantage getting the two seed? So I feel like, I don't know. I can't envision a scenario where your, Mm. your scenario, I'm using scenario a lot in this (laughs) sentence works out, but you know, honestly, I like
1: how it was was before.
0: Yeah, Uh, I I guess so. But then you have to change the whole structure. We're going to gloss over the Chiefs-Steelers game just because it's still going on right now. So, you know, as of now, like we said, the Chiefs are ahead by one touchdown, 14-7. to And we'll return to this game maybe at the end of the podcast when the the result maybe is a little bit more clear. So we're going to head on now to the next game. This is the 49ers- versus the Cowboys
1: yes and it was kind of a surprising game in a lot of ways uh, the 49ers really dominated for the first three quarters of that game yeah, like the, the defense was exactly how they needed to be to win that game they kept it a defensive game you know the offense was not great but they were doing enough Jimmy G was fine and that's always really ever had to bend with this year with that defense but that fourth quarter things got really tricky the the cowboys put up 14 points comeback was starting to come together and I feel like at the end of the game they had so many opportunities and so many different ways to win I don't know if you feel the same way as me but especially in that last drive I feel like they had the time and the kind of defense the Niners were playing they were playing prevent defense that entire time I think the Cowboys had a better opportunity than they made it took advantage of to push the ball further forward. And then, of, of course, the game ends on the weird ref running into Dak Prescott. They can't even get the snap offs.
0: You're rushing like, like you kind of got to take a shot at the end zone. You can't run up the middle. I, well, I guess right, what you're trying to do.
1: I, I don't but... think they should have taken a shot at the end zone. I think. They had 14 seconds left at that time. I think you can't. Do,
0: if the, if the, he's tackling and bounced, the game's over there.
1: You got to get the ball. You can, you can get the ball to the sidelines. They've done it. I mean, they, look, Sammy, the, the
0: entire card, the entire, not Cardinals, the entire 49ers defense was lined up on the sideline. You cannot get the, I mean, you can't call a play expecting them to be able to get the ball to the sidelines.
1: I mean, but even if you don't, you got, you why not just take the yards? I mean, they were close to being able to get another playoff.
0: Because the game would have been over, Sammy. I mean, they you can't, if, if, they, if they had a passing play and, I don't know, the guy didn't go down right away or something weird happened, the game would have been over. The game already was over on the run. But a couple of things from this game that I took away. Debo Samuel played out of his mind, and he's been electric all season long. He had six carries, 48 yards for a touchdown. Oh, yeah, that's not even his main position. He also had 38 yards on three catches. And Kyle Shanahan had a great offensive game plan. They, they had guys running in motion. They had creative jet sweeps. Their entire offensive game plan was just tremendous. When you have all these guys in motion, it gives your quarterback, Jimmy Grappolo, extra time to read, read and react to the defense. If you send a guy, swing him over to the left side in motion, maybe a guy flinches. Maybe you see what what the defense is going to play. Where we're, we're a cornerback, a guy in the secondary is going to go. Maybe you can tell what coverage they're in. So just, I really like offenses that use a lot of motion pre-snap. And the 49ers did that just to an absolute T today.
1: Yeah, and... I will say as much as it worked today against the Cowboys who just were not prepared for that, I don't know how it's going to fare next week against Green Bay. You know what I'm saying? Like I I think the Packers are a better coach team and they're always prepared for games. And obviously when, when you think of Packers, you think of offense, you think of Aaron Rodgers, you think of Devontae Adams, whatever, but it's been a solid, almost better defense. I think than the Cowboys this year and a, a better coach so as much as it worked today against dallas i don't think they're going to be able to do that next week I, and- yeah
0: i i think the packers are just a tier above the cowboys and the 49ers and they're i think that the packers are going to have no trouble in that game they're just going to manhandle the 49ers it's not even going to be close And Fred, Fred Warner and Nick Bosa's injury status is definitely important. Both of those guys were hurt in this one. So hopefully they'll be able to play because those are just two absolute game changers on that. Yeah, they need those
1: guys. And yeah, I think let's talk about,
0: let's talk about the Cardinals Rams, the last game before we swing over to our next week's preview. I think this is going to be a close game, but. I think the Cardinals are going to take advantage of Matthew Stafford's turnover issues. And my official prediction is that the Cardinals will come away with the win. Cardinals slash Rams, whoever wins that game versus the Bucs. I don't think, I don't care which team plays the Bucs because the Buck, the Bucs are gonna beat both of those teams easily.
1: I wouldn't say easily. Um easily. I think both these teams have uh, like the defensive ability to be able to. St- Maybe contain the Bucks, uh, but if the Bucks keep it, you know, relatively low-scoring game, because those are both teams that like to outscore you as opposed to contain you. Um, the Bucks will, uh, the Bucks will have no issue if they could contain. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's tough to bet against Brady. In fact, it's impossible to bet against Brady. That's why I'm not. I Bucks, Bucks info, <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
0: no, b- b- Bucks yeah the winning. Bucks are gonna. Yeah, let's be honest, the Bucks are gonna win, and Brady's gonna get, go on to another Super Bowl. He's gonna win another Super Bowl, and then That's he's gonna, gonna, gonna go back next honestly. year, do the whole thing again, win a ring, and then he's gonna retire on top. That's what's gonna happen.
1: Do you think he'll he'll try and get ten? If he like if if he can how many do, is like,
0: he at right now? Seven. Seven. No, I don't think he can get ten. I think I don't. I think ten is out of the question. He can't win. How he's like what
1: 42? 42. I don't. I, I don't that know. That can't be crazy. win.
0: There's no way. I mean, that's out of the <laughs> question. I'm. I mean, although we, I, I think we all thought seven was out of the question when he started his career. But Chiefs versus the winner of the Bills. Uh, let me rephrase that: Bills versus the winner of the Chief Steelers. Well, I. Think- I think the Bills can beat the Chiefs and the Steelers combined. To be honest. The Bills yeah. are my my new Super Bowl pick. The bill
1: bo- the, the Bills, I don't have them winning it, but I have them getting there in the AFC. I they're think they're team.
0: dumb. God, you know, you know how awesome. You know, you know, what would be so awesome a, a Bills Packers Super Bowl.
1: I think that I, that's what I think is going to happen.
0: That would be that would just be well, such a tremendous game.
1: I'd much rather have the uh, Bills and the Bucks or any other NFC team. I would not like to see the Packers in the Super Bowl, and I would not. I, would. Like to I see mean, Aaron I, mean I, I, I get get forward.
0: it from your understanding, but I personally think that the Bills, the Bucks, or the Packers would all just be tremendous storylines for a multitude of de- different reasons. And finally, let's talk about the last game tonight: the Titans and the Bengals. And Sammy, I got five words for you: give me. Joseph, Lee, Burrow, Bengals to the Super Bowl, baby.
1: But you just said Bill to the Super Bowl.
0: Now I'm saying Bengals to the Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> he, he's, he's going back and forth I, here. I,
0: I got I, I make decisions fast, people. Keep up.
1: <laughs> no, I, I agree. Bengals will win this game. They will not go to the Super Bowl. But Joe Burrow, we talked about him. We love Joe Burrow. He's going to get the job done when he needs to get the job done. And I think he will. The Titans are a team that you don't know if Henry's going to be fully back. and Like, he'll be back, but, like, will he beat Derrick Henry back? We don't know. Uh, Tannehill's a guy that he hasn't really had too many great performances under pressure. They do have the home field advantage, which is nice. But at the end of the day, I think the Bengals are just a better team. Bengals also have... An underrated defense, they have a good pass rush. Uh, talk about uh Trey Hendrickson, I believe, unless I'm messing the name up. Uh, hold on, yeah, yeah. Trey Hendrickson, I, I, I yes, will yes, say, very though, underrated. I
0: will say, I don't think we give it, we're not giving the Titans enough credit. I mean, they're the one seed for a reason, like, we have to give them their due,
1: yeah. But I, I don't know, I, I, I almost feel like the Bengals should be the favorite in this game. I like. It's weird. I don't, you yes, they're the one, they're the one
0: seed, Sammy.
1: I don't know. They're the one seed. Think about their division for a second. I think being 10-7 and seven in the AFC North for the Bengals, it's more impressive than, let's see, what are the Titans in their division? They are.
0: I mean, uh, no, the Titans season is more impressive with all the injuries well, but, that they they overcame to get to where they are.
1: I, I it just from pure a pure record standpoint, ten and seven in the AFC North is much better than twelve and five in the AFC South. In the AFC South, they, like dude, they played the Texans and the Jaguars four times. That's four free wins, just about. Except uh, unless you have the Colts, which. I don't even, I still don't believe that they lost to the Jaguars. Yeah, that
0: that was nuts, man. I'm just, God, football has just been unbelievable. This has been such an unbelievable weekend of football. I am so excited for the oncoming playoffs, the divisional rounds and the conference championship rounds and the Super Bowl. And I just, I'm dreading the end of football season, but all good things, Sammy must come to an end. Just like this podcast must come to an end. So before we wrap things up, Sammy, do you have any final parting words?
1: Uh, I have no final parting words except for another fun episode that was for the 86th time.
0: Eighty-six, 86. times, creeping up on that a hundred number, creeping
1: most up slowly on that. Most importantly, the ninety-nine. Did yeah, ninety-nine. We will where be talking we will be about breaking where down sports.
0: some cricket for you. Your sports entertainment, and all I have to say, just a, I think this was her best episode in a while. If I'm being honest, Sammy, I thought just a tremendous, just. We just get into the nitty-gritty, down-and-dirty football, talking football, all episode long. I enjoyed it was It was a thoroughly. fun time.
1: A fun time.
0: Yes. And we will see you guys next time on this episode. On the next episode of Chatter from the Cheap Seats. Sammy, take us out. Bye.